This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Now let's join the hosts of NTL Now, along with Joe Carrion, here's Shane Wilbur. And welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. It's another edition of the Northern Tier League Now podcast for yet another week across the table. Joe Carrion, I'm Shane Wilbur, and man, are we jam-packed and ready to go for another exciting week of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. We're going to talk a lot of pigskin coming up here in just a short. And uh, Joe, coming up a little bit later on in the podcast, we're going to have an interview with head coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins football team. Yeah, I really can't wait to to do that interview because, man, talk about a matchup for the ages this weekend, Sarah versus Canton. That's right, folks. It is 5-1 Sarah, okay, traveling to Canton to take on the 6-0 Warriors. Talk about a major slugfest, of course. Uh, you know, I can't wait to talk with uh, Coach Gorman not only about this matchup as far as the league goes, but, I mean, District 4 points are, uh, you know, becoming a premium here as we are coming down the home stretch. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks out there really starting to talk uh, about district football on the horizon. I mean, it's week six. We've got four weeks left. Yeah, it's we're really getting down to the, the nitty-gritty, as they say. And I'll tell you what, this is, this is the best time of year for football. The weather starts to get a little colder. Teams have to start running the ball a little bit more. And I think we're really going to start to see what these teams are made of. So you're saying that uh, you're a guy who enjoys more of the colder weather football version? I think that football in its in its purest form is in cold weather. You think? Absolutely. Well, I mean, frozen tundra, my friend. Frozen tundra, man. Don't take us to Green Bay. I don't want to start really <laughs> thinking about that right now. But yeah, no, it is uh, definitely that time of the year. You know, where teams are starting to really see uh, where standings are stacking up uh, on the district side. So yes, that'll be something interesting to talk about. Of course, uh, as we said, head coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins football team coming up here in uh, just a while as well. Also, uh, some other news uh, around the Northern Tier League. Okay, folks, I'm just going to put this out there for all of you podcast listeners, okay? I got some inside information uh, regarding some of the final numbers from the Gold Out game. Now, of course, I know we've been talking about this a lot, but it's childhood cancer. So for those of you who are like, oh, my gosh, are you guys really talking about this again? You better darn well believe it. So, Joe, here's some news I actually got uh, in previous conversation uh, from some pretty reliable sources regarding this. I believe numbers raised from the gold out game as far as the fundraising and everything that went. I think they're uh, north of like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars somewhere in there right now. Wow! How awesome is that fundraising for childhood cancer? That is absolutely incredible. And I mean, I'll tell you what, it's awesome to see that competition can bring so much unity. I love it. That's right. So, you know, we just want to kind of give that out there. And, of course, again, folks, uh, the Facebook page is still up and going. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good tributes and stuff that are going on with it. So, again, remember, Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone is the Facebook page. And we definitely encourage you to go and check that out. Also, so this week, the uh, district golf action is getting ready. And uh, we want to wish the best of luck 
to our area golfers who may be competing in that uh, district tournament. Uh, was just quickly briefing, uh, you know, the uh, the standings and some of the pairings and stuff like that. Uh, I know uh, Wellsboro's got a good contingency there. I saw also Tawanda's Tyler Hawley. Uh, he's going to be in the mix uh, on the boys' side as well. So, folks, uh, you know, you can go to the NTL Sports site or I believe uh, the PIAAD4.net as well to follow uh, some of the area results uh, when it comes to golf. So definitely uh, want to give those kids out there uh, a good show of support as they'll be over at Eaglesmere Country Club in uh, Laporte. Uh, doing the District 4 golf thing, and uh, hopefully that goes without a hitch. <laughs> Some weather could be uh, interesting uh, at the latter part of this week, so who knows what is coming for sure. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be that time of year where weather can be quite the factor, but it's also good because we're getting some playoffs. Uh, I know. That's absolutely crazy to think, you know, that we are closing in uh, on the, uh, you know, kind of the latter part of uh, all the sports seasons in general. I know pretty soon it's going to be districts for not only uh, football, but also soccer and everything else in general. Uh, also uh, this week, hey, you know what? want to give some uh, big props out to the uh, Kalineski Valley cross-country team. They had a pretty good showing. Uh, they were uh, out and about uh, this past weekend up in Rochester, New York, out at the McQuaid Invitational. So congratulations to uh, Coach Wooster and uh, the cross-country team out there. Of course, uh, Jules Jones, uh, you know, kind of a cross-country star for Kalineski Valley. She's definitely added some hardware uh, to her credibility for sure and uh, up on her mantle as uh, she was able to bring home uh, a race win uh, up at the McQuaid Invitational. So Congratulations to Kalineski Valley Cross Country. And uh, from what I've been told, you know, I think Jules Jones, she's somebody uh, we need to track down. I think she needs to be a guest on the podcast. I think that would be a great interview. The girl has been dominant in cross country the last couple of years. So, yeah, I think it's a good interview, Shane. I like your idea. All right. So, uh, folks out there, you know, in podcast land, help us set that up, okay? Tell uh, Jules Jones, you know what? We want to get her here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast, and uh, we're definitely uh, open and welcome to that. So have her hit us up on the NTL Now podcast uh, Facebook page, or, of course, uh, you know, she can tweet us as well uh, at NTL Now. But regardless, uh, yes, want to give that uh, quick briefing here uh, around the Northern Tier League. And, uh, again, I know we talked about it last week. Joe, North Penn Liberty's not losing in softball or in uh, volleyball, excuse me. Their volleyball status is just going up. They went to Corning last week and won. Yeah, I, I, I'm still eating my words from the beginning of the season. I thought they would have a serious decline in, in you know, they lost all their seniors, but they, they're still kicking tail, and congrats to them. I mean, it's, it's awesome. I think it's good for uh, the NTL to still see them up there. It's just going to be... Interesting, interesting to see uh, Wellsboro and, and North Penn Liberty there in the end again. I mean, I'm, I know there's other teams in it, but I, I think it could be between those two teams. I don't know. It's just absolutely crazy yeah. to enjoy uh, all this success, though, uh, that the girls continue to enjoy. All right, but you know what, folks? Uh, as we said, uh, a very big pigskin week here because you know what? District 4 football coverage is on the horizon. Of course, as I said, we've got Coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins football team coming up here in just a while on the podcast as well. But Joe, you know, kind of going through some of these District 4 football standings right now and, uh, you know, the Sarah Canton matchup. Right now, both of these teams sit 1-2 and two in the District 4 standings right now, uh, Canton, you know, winning uh, the power rankings because of their undefeated record. Sarah right there at 5-1. and one. So, I mean, so much 
on the line here Friday night. I mean, this is one of those instances where if you're Canton, you've got to be happy you've got this game at home. Yeah, it's it's always good to play in front of the home crowd, I'll tell you that. But if I'm looking over on the other side of the field seeing Sarah sitting over there, I'm 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 not saying I'm nervous, but I you got your work cut out for you. Sarah has been everything that includes the word tough in it this season. Absolutely. You know, as they've been right there, stride for stride, game for game with the Warriors. And, you know, uh, interesting enough, Sarah's got one loss. Joe, that one loss is to the Troy Trojans. That is not a bad loss. No. And they were in that ball game into the fourth quarter. Yeah, and that speaks volumes about the Sarah Redskins team. I mean, I, I think Canton's got to got to go to work this week in preparation and practice. I mean, I, I don't – I'm not saying I'm doubting you, Canton, but I think you got your – your work cut out for you with Sarah coming to town. All right, so that's the Class A side. Let's go up to the Double A bracket, uh, Joe. Where right now uh, you see in uh, Class Double A. Now they take eight teams in the Double A bracket, and right now, uh, if the playoffs were to start this week, you've got Troy sitting third behind Southern and Mount Carmel. Wellsboro right now sitting in the fourth spot. Both of those teams five and one on the season. In the fifth spot is North Penn Mansfield, and you've got Wyalusing and Tawanda sitting down towards the bottom. I believe uh, Bloomsburg uh, and Wyalusing are uh, seven and eight, but you've got Tawanda, you know, sitting zero and six. Their last four games are very winnable. I mean, it's not a stretch of the imagination to think the Northern Tier League, when all is said and done, could have potentially, what, five representatives in the AA bracket in District 4 uh, standings. Yeah, that would be that'd be huge for the NTL. I think that, uh, you know, a lot, sometimes the NTL gets overlooked, but we're, we're right there at the in, the in the end right now. So uh, definitely keep your eyes out for uh, teams like Tawanda to maybe sneak in. That's right. I mean, it's going to be a, a big home stretch here coming up as the uh, regular season tends to wind down. But, yes, we've got uh, some big things coming up here in the Northern Tier League. Of course, uh, we've got our week number seven NTL football preview coming up for you here in just a little bit. But first, of course, as we always do each and every week, we want to thank our good friends from Circle W Sports. So we're going to step aside and we are going to do that. But of course, uh, when we come back off of that interview uh, or off of that uh, break, I should say, uh, we're going to have our interview with head coach Kevin Gorman. He is actually uh, sitting on hold right now. And when we come back, we will have coach Kevin Gorman. We'll talk to Sarah Redskins. We'll talk their big matchup with the Canton Warriors. That's coming up after this quick timeout right here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast as we thank our friends from Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Talking with head coach Kevin Gorman from the Sare Area Redskins here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. And always good to have an area coach with us here on the podcast as always. And uh, Joe, the uh, Sare Redskins, of course, getting ready for their big matchup this week against the Canton Warriors. And Coach Gorman, thanks for taking some time to join us here on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. I really appreciate uh, you guys reaching out and uh, having me on the podcast. 
All right, so coach, we're going to start right off with uh, you know the preparations for this week. Uh, you know, you've got the six and zero Canton Warriors. You're on the road this week. Uh, you know, big challenges. Uh, how how are you preparing for this big road trip? Yeah, you know, uh, the road trip isn't isn't really the issue anymore. You know, we have you know this is our yeah, I think it's our third or fourth away game in a row. Uh, you know, can't have a five five game away. You know, stretch. Uh, you know, coming in. You know, they know all about, you know, Knapp and Bailey and the rest of that Canton team. They're, you know, knows that they're extremely well coached and that it's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty important game coming this Friday. Coach, uh, I know a lot of people talk about uh, Uriah Bailey and Canton. You know, Canton's kind of the, the class of the NTL this year, but your Sarah Redskins, they're, they look pretty good. They look pretty tough. Now, how are you preparing uh, your stud at quarterback, Braden Horton, for this game? Uh, you know, just, you know, you're watching a lot of film with them. Coach Sitzabal, our offensive coordinators, kind of really been watching, you know, a bunch of film with them this week, kind of showing what Canton's been doing the past uh, six weeks. And, you know, you're just kind of showing them where, where some spots are to, to look for and where to hit. And, you know, kind of, you know, getting his mind correct so he doesn't make some of the mental mistakes he's made early, early on uh, in the season. So, really, you know, we're just kind of getting Braden's mind right and uh, the rest of the team's mind right to know where, where we could go, you know, possibly in certain plays and, you know, what, what could work and what won't work. So, you know, we're just trying to get Braden's, Braden, you know, knowing the defense that we might see and uh, kind of preparing for, for everything. You know, we've been throwing a little bit of everything at him this week on scout team. So, you know, I think I, I think he's going to be ready Friday. What's interesting about this matchup, Coach, is the more I think about this, it's almost like you are scouting to play yourselves. I mean, there's such similarities in the offensive styles between your two schools. I mean, does that give you more of a, a natural feel on how to prepare for this matchup? Uh, just, you know, a little bit. Uh, defensively, they do, they do a little bit of different stuff than we do. Uh, well, offensively, you know, it's very similar, and it's and it's really nice. You know, you don't have to have, uh, you know, your, your your JV and scout guys running a completely different offense. You know, you can kind of use your own your own words and plays to to replicate what you see in practice, and it's definitely definitely helps out. Uh, you know, us as coaches to see what they're doing, and you know, you know, you know what kind of works against your your offense and your defense, and no, kind of know some soft spots. So. It's definitely it definitely helps going against a team that's very similar to us. Now, coach, we've talked about you know Bailey and Horton, but I want to hear from you on your squad. Who is a player that we really need to be paying attention to that hasn't gotten a lot of recognition this year? Uh, you know, I really think uh, you know Zach Watkins, our slot receiver. Uh, I think he he creates mismatches all over the field. He's quick. He's fast when he gets the ball ball in his hands, and he makes people miss at the same time. And, uh, you know, he, he had a big game for us against CMBT. He's had a couple big games. Uh, you know, in Tawanda he had a big game. So I think that's a kid that, you know, people have to kind of look out for. It's kind of, you know, you have Corbin, you have Ethan, you have Braden, Isaiah, and then, you know, kind of Pat, Casterline, and Zach for the two for two forgotten people, uh, you know, who are on who are on our in our offensive, you know, scheme and who's split out for us. I think Zach – this kind of person who definitely gets forgot, you know, forgotten. He uh, he does a lot of special things when he gets the football in his hands, and that's kind of something that you know every team has to prepare for, uh, especially when you you know when you have two other guys like Corbin Newton on the field. 
I think what's lost in the shuffle of all of this success that you're having this year, Coach, is this is just your second year at the helm of the program, and your roster is uh, very young as well, so it's like all of you guys are learning together. I mean, is that kind of an added advantage uh, for you and your squad, knowing you know, you're kind of all growing in this together? Oh, uh, yeah, a little bit. I think it definitely helps. I think, uh, you know, the second year in the offense with uh, Coach Zinsball and the second year in defense with myself and the rest of the coaches, I think it helps the guys knowing when we were coming back that we were keeping things mostly the same, obviously adding a few new wrinkles here and there. But uh, it definitely helps, like you said, growing with them. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of know how they tick. They know how we tick. So, you know, it, it definitely it, it helps because they know what they're supposed to do you know, basically right before I, I open my mouth to tell them, you know, what they did wrong or how they got to do something. And the same thing on offense with Coach Sensiball, you know, they, they know what's kind of going to come out of our mouth before, you know, beforehand. So, you know, it's definitely nice that, you know, they're, they're kind of, like you said, growing up, you know, getting more comfortable with us as they go along. And, uh, you know, I think that's definitely an added advantage with, uh, you know, with, with our guys because, you know, you didn't have a, a long-standing coach before me, you know, kind of sitting there with his set in his ways, and you know, this is the offense they run. You know, they're kind of a, it's kind of a blank slate. So it's definitely something that was great our first year and our second year. You know, we're having a lot of success with it. Coach, I got to ask you, and I, I think this is probably the game of the week coming up. You know, Canton Sayre, this is a, a battle the two, two heavyweights in the NTL. Just, just fill in the blank for me. The Sayre Redskins will win this game if. Uh, if if we keep Uriah Bailey and, uh, you know, Ben Knapp contained, you know, you, you watch their film and, you, you know, it, it's no it's no big secret. You know, it, you, you watch all the film that you get, you talk to other coaches, you read the, you know, you read the newspaper. The, Uriah Bailey is, you know, a great football player. He, he does a little bit of everything. He runs the ball great. He throws the ball. And then you have Ben Knapp and, you know, you don't really have a kid who's like him you know, we have Ethan, who's six foot four, but he's also doesn't weigh. You know, he weighs one hundred and ninety pounds. But you know, Ben probably weighs. You know, looking at him, it looks like he weighs about two twenty five, and he's six foot seven. So, you know, you got to contain those two those two kids because they're, you know, they they do some special things when they get in the open field and they get the ball in their hands. So, if you know, that's how you that's how you know Sarah has to look forward to, and our guys have you know you you got to contain those two to kind of get the job done. And I think our guys know it. And yet there's a lot of nice pieces on that Canton team other than those two, but those two kind of what, what makes them roll. So, you know, we've, we've been, uh, you know, harping on them to, you know, make sure you know where both of them are the whole entire game. Coach, there's no real way to sugarcoat or look around it. Uh, everybody knows what's at stake here. Uh, with Canton being six and zero, your team is five and one. This is not only you know league pride on the line. Uh, there's also district ramifications. Everybody wants to kind of keep that at a hush and at bay. You know, kids are talking about it. I'm sure you know you as coaches are talking about it as well. I mean, is there some added extra pressure going on here this week? I definitely think there is. Uh, you know, and how I kind of address that, I, I just kind of bring it, you know, right forward. You know, I think, you know, both teams know what's at stake, like you said, you know, district, a lot of district uh, seeding stuff. So, you know, you kind of, I just bring it, I just bring it right to our guys. I said, guys, this is a game that, you know, could put us in the driver's seat if, if we win, if we go down there and win. So, you know, it's definitely a little added pressure. I think our guys know, 
you know, like you said, they know what's at stake here. So I like to bring it right to the forefront and just put it right on the table for them and say, this is what, you know, we go down there and do our job. If we come out with a win, this is what we can get from it. You know, you can get possibly two more home games. You can buy, you definitely, you know, you could definitely get one more home game. So that's something that our guys know and the added pressure, you know, I think, I think it only helps. I think our guys were pretty sharp this week so far. And, you know, hopefully it, it rolls over Friday. Now, looking at uh, potential wrinkles into this ball game, Coach, uh, it looks like, you know, the weather is going to make things maybe a little interesting. Uh, some rain forecasted through the latter part of the week before kickoff. I mean, are you concerned that maybe the elements uh, may play a factor and, uh, you know, both teams are going to have to adjust? Yeah, definitely a little bit. You know, you, you look at the weather report, you know, it's going to get a little, it's going to get colder. There's possibility of rain. It could be a wet field and it could be a wet ball. So we, you know, Luckily, we've had some rain showers up here uh, and kind of been practicing with a little bit of a wet ball, kind of getting used to it. You know, and I don't think – I think your game plan can only, you know, just adjust a little bit. You know, we're lucky enough that we have Isaiah back there with Braden. And, uh, you know, we have David Northrup behind him and Jake Bennett and Pat Cashline who can bump into running back. You know, you might have to run the ball a bit more, but, you know, we've had success running the ball this year, uh, you know, with Isaiah and Braden and the rest of them. So, you know, you might have to adjust it a little bit to that. You know, might not be able to throw as much, but, you know, it's, you can't completely, you know, turn your back on, you know, throwing the ball and what your game plan what your game plan is. You kind of got to just tweak it a little bit where, you know, you're not putting yourself in, uh, you know, behind the sticks and you're not putting yourself in certain situations to, uh, you know, to kind of ruin, you know, our momentum going forward. So, yeah, the, game, the weather can have a part in it, but it's not, you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a major factor at all. This just seems like such a you know a clash of the titans here. Uh, you know you've got uh, your squad at five and one uh, leading into this. I mean, do you, do you feel like this is the the biggest game of your season to this point? I mean, I know you've already tussled with Troy earlier in the season, but uh, is this the one that uh, you know you and your coaching staff are really telling each other? You know what? We've got to go out and get this one. Yeah, you know I, I like to approach you know every week as you know this is you know this is the biggest game on the schedule. You can you know you can only go know every week if you keep looking ahead you know you're you're gonna you know sometimes a team that you know you don't think is as good might catch up with you and you know squeak one out but you know this this game's big they know it our coaches we've talked about it you know for for uh you know a little while now you know you kind of know coming in how we were rolling and Troy was definitely a big game for us and uh you know we didn't come you know came came out on the wrong side of that one and you know Troy's a great team but, uh, you know, you, you know this week's a big one, and our kids know it. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of something where you're looking at and say, this is the biggest game of the season. You know, people might say, you know, there's other there's other games, you know, obviously the Rusty Rail, and, you know, you still, we still have to, you know, you got to put, you know, if you win this week, you got to put C, CB away, you got to put Muncie away, and then you have Athens, which anything can happen in, in, that, in that game. But, you know, you got to look at this week as the biggest, you know, biggest week of the season, biggest game of the season and kind of get the guys, you know, a little fired up, ready to go. All right, Coach. Well, we'll get you out of here with this one. I'll slightly piggyback off of uh, Joe's question earlier about uh, what Sarah will do when they win. Uh, my question is, uh, to get you out of here with this, is uh, what is that uh, last motivating factor, you know, when you're looking at your team uh, Friday night, uh, what is it? what is the message, I guess I should say, that uh, you have for your team uh, when you look at a game like this? You know, I definitely think it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's bragging rights in the NTL. You know, it's, it's bragging, you know, you're, you're, it's, it's kind of a pride standpoint. 
you, you have to go out and you know if you want to if you want to be five and one and you want to be you know you want to be considered one of the best teams in this league you have to go out and beat a team you know one of the best that's been a good team in this league you know can's extremely well coached they got great you know they, their scheme's good their players are good you know you have to go out and basically assert yourself as a as, as one of the dominant teams in the NTL and that's what I kind of you know I let my guys know I said you got to let you know people know that you know Sarah's you know Sarah's not going away for for a while you got to you got to go out and you know kind of got to send a message to people that you know we want to be considered in in that realm as well so you know, I think our guys understand that, and you know, it's been something I've basically been harping, you know, for you know, like I said, I've been there for two years, but you know, every year, every game, I say, guys, you got to go out and make a statement. It's got to be a statement. You got to make a statement win against teams that you're supposed to be. Got to make a statement win against teams you're, you know, it's supposed to be a great game or you're not supposed to be. So, you know, you you want to go out with, you know, and and you basically your, your pride and bragging rights and everything's on the line, and our kids our kids know that. And usually, you know, they, they understand where, where I'm coming from. And then, you know, they, they kind of pick it up from there. So, you know, that's definitely something that you gotta, you gotta let your kids know. You gotta, I gotta let my guys know. And, you know, they, they kind of already feel it. So that's always a good thing. All right. Coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins here with us on the NTL podcast to uh, break down the big matchup on Friday night. Again, it's the 6-0 Canton Warriors, the 5-1 Sarah Redskins. It'll be at Miller A. Moyer Field, kickoff 7 o'clock on Friday night. And uh, Coach Gorman, I know uh, you know it's time to uh, uh, get back and get strategizing, but I uh, want to thank you for taking some time to join us here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast, and good luck to you and the Redskins coming up on Friday. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You can follow the NTL Now podcast on social media. Follow NTL Now on Facebook by searching NTL Now Podcast and on Twitter by following at NTL Now. All right, and man, was that awesome to be able to sit down and talk with head coach Kevin Gorman from the Sarah Redskins. And Joe, of course, you know, as you uh, hear it in his voice and uh, from his answers, he knows this one's a big one coming up on Friday night at uh, Miller A. Moyer Field. Yeah, sounds like he's really got that team prepared. It sounds like they're watching a lot of film this week. And tell you what, I expect a good game this Friday night. It will definitely be one for the ages. We'll talk about that one coming up here in just a little bit. Of course, it is uh, Northern Tier League football preview time for week number seven. I mean, holy cow. Joe, are we really in week number seven already? It's flying by. I can't believe it's already October. That's right. Now, of course, uh, as we get ready for this uh, Week 7 matchup, uh, or matchups, I should say, uh, one thing to take note in as well, it is like massively homecoming week this week around the Northern Tier League. You've got Troy celebrating homecoming this Friday night, Canton actually celebrating homecoming this Friday night, and you've got Tawanda celebrating homecoming as well. So it must be like everybody got together and said, hey, let's have homecoming on this uh, Friday. I mean, it's good. It's a good way to open the month of October. You know, it's getting a little chilly. It's getting to be that time where football games are, I mean, they all matter, but they're starting to matter a little bit more. Good matchups. So, I mean, hey, why not have have homecoming? That's right. Now, of course, as we start this Week 7 preview, uh, folks, uh, we're going to kind of step out of the Northern Tier League quickly. Well, not so much out of the Northern Tier League because these two teams are in the NTL. But uh, they are, uh, you know, not so much like in our coverage area. But uh, Friday night, 
Muncie and Montgomery get together. They lock this one up. This one's a big one uh, for District 4 Class A standings as well. And, of course, uh, you know, both schools in the small school. Muncie right now 3-3 three and three on the season. Montgomery comes into this one 2-4. and four. This, coincidentally, is their old shoe game as uh, this one's a big rivalry for those two schools. Uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing Muncie. I haven't seen Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery's got the shoe. They're a team that's looked good. I'll tell you what, this one might come down to just the fact of uh, – uh, who's able to put together uh, the better game plan and uh, you know who's able to protect the ball more because I think both of these schools, what they do well, uh, will benefit them uh, going into Friday night. So I expect a really close competitive game here between Montgomery and Muncie. Yeah, I uh, I saw Montgomery in week, I think it was two or three against Canton, and they, they want to throw the ball. They've got some athleticism in the skill positions at wide receiver and running back. Their line is decent, so I mean, I think they could put up a good fight against Muncie. I think this could be a, a close game. Interesting matchup for North Penn Mansfield this week, Joe. They are actually going on the road to Phillipsburg Osceola. Uh, Phillipsburg Osceola, 1-5 and five on the season. North Penn Mansfield stepping out of the NTL, actually heading over to District 6 for this matchup. North Penn Mansfield, 3-3. Three and three. They got a nice win last week at Wyalusing. The Panthers uh, looking to try and contain some momentum. They got Tawanda coming in at home next week so the Panthers uh, you know maybe trying to put together a little streak here see if maybe they can break into uh, the playoff standings and maybe increase their uh, ranking in the power rankings yeah I think that I don't don't count North Penn Mansfield out we we talked to coach Dickinson in the beginning of the season I think this guy's experienced he knows how to weather the storm and they're going to be there at the end what's interesting uh, about this matchup though is you know it's just it's it's unknown you know, like you're going into an area where you're not familiar. You're going on the road. It's a team you don't really know. I mean, Phillipsburg Osceola is one in five. District six, no joke on the football side, especially around that area. You know, that could be a very deceiving one in five. So, I mean, it's definitely something that you have to prepare for. But I think if you're North Penn Mansfield, uh, you got to feel good at least having some confidence coming in off of that win last week at Wyalusing. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to go in there. They're going to compete. They're going to do the things that they do well. And. Just like I said, don't count on North Penn Mansfield in any man in any matchup. That's right. Now, an unsung clash of the Titans. Okay. Now, don't uh, follow by record here. Okay. You've got 0-6 Tawanda. They're hosting Athens, who's 1-5 on the season. But I say it's an unsung clash of the Titans because of the head coaching matchup. You've got Coach Jack Young on the Athens sidelines. You've got Coach Craig Dossie on the Tawanda sidelines. These two, no strangers at all. They've butted heads. They've battled now for years. And you've got uh, two teams so very hungry for a victory that uh, I think this quote-unquote battle of Route 220 is going to be something awesome for the fans on Friday night. I'll tell you what, I, I think that this could be the week that Tawana gets their first win. I think they're hungry enough. I think they can can beat Athens. Uh, it's at home. I mean, Tawana's always tough at home. I mean, they always, they're always going to play it tough no matter what. But And Athens been playing great, too. We, we saw them against Canton. They hung in there till the last four minutes, so... I, I don't know. This 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 could be a good game. Don't sleep on this matchup. I definitely agree. You know, you can never really sleep on this one when you put Tawanda and Athens together. I mean, these two schools, they just they just they're so familiar with each other. There's so much uh, you know rivalry built into this that uh, there's a lot more added uh, into this matchup. Now let's go to Wellsboro. Wellsboro five and one on the year. Are they looking past an zero and six Milton team next Friday night? Wellsboro welcoming in the Canton Warriors. So is Wellsboro 
maybe on the hook here for a trap game. I mean, Milton's, uh, you know, 0-6, but they do play some tough Heartland teams. Kind of an interesting matchup. Wellsboro, you know, they've not exactly lit up the scoreboard the last couple of weeks. They do late, but they haven't been going uh, very well on the early side. Last week, they were in a 15-6 battle with Athens at the half. Uh, Wellsboro, I think, you know, they've got to crank some things up here. They could find themselves uh, sitting in Trap City uh, against Milton if they're looking past them towards the Warriors. I hate to use the term laying an egg, and I hate to use the term tune-up game, but, I mean, if I'm Wellsboro hit everything on all cylinders against Milton because you do not want to go into the game against Canton. Oh, well, we just scraped by with Milton. You know, you want to do what you do well early and often against the team, you know, 0-6. Just just do your job, as as they say in this in this game. You know, I, I don't want to see Wellsboro go in lulled to sleep against Canton. I mean, that's, uh, that's just such an interesting little trap game there, though. I know I sit here and I look at it, and I see Milton 0-6, but if you watch these two teams last year, Milton found some things that worked for him, and I think they've still got a good core quality of that team back. Now, of course, for Wellsboro, holy cow, how many more accolades can we tout on the lap of Aiden Hauser. I was reading, you know, some stats that were put out this week. Uh, big credit to the Sun Gazette's Chris Massey. Aiden Hauser, you know, for uh, the area and kind of his legacy here as backs of the 2000s. I believe he is just, what, one of the top 10 backs now uh, as far as total yards. I think he's over 3,000 yards. I don't know if that's just on the ground or total, but, I mean, Aiden Hauser, just all-purpose, is doing some work here in District 4 and in the Northern Tier League. And, folks, you know, they always say this is one of those – there's always an athlete that you need to grow to appreciate and that, uh, you know, you'll look back on and talk about uh, for years to come. Aiden Hauser has definitely become and is – one of those guys that we really need to just appreciate everything he's doing on the football field. I mean, absolutely. I think he is undoubtedly and arguably Wellsboro's MVP. I think he could be the NTL MVP because I don't think that Wellsboro offense really churns without Aiden. He does so many things so well. He he can catch, he can run, he returns punts, and he's so elusive when he's got the ball in his hands. You want that kid touching the ball as much as you can in any matchup, and I, I think that he's going to be – Huge in this game against Milton and obviously the week after against Canton. Well, you know, they can't really uh, afford to think about Canton yet. You know, they yep. still have to go and take care of business. It is a road game, so, you know, you got Wellsboro-Milton Friday night that uh, down in Black Panther territory. All right, now the game of the week that actually I will have the call of. You've got the Troy Trojans. They are at home taking on the Wyalusing Rams. It is homecoming for the Trojans. They come into this matchup 5-1 and one on the year. Wyalusing 2-4. and Wyalusing still trying to find, I think, who they are, which is so, so frustrating right now. I mean, I could only imagine what it's like to be that coaching staff sitting there and looking at that offense with the athletes that they have and seeing a 2-4 and four record and thinking, this is just not right. Like, they, they should be flipped around. Four and two legitimately could be why losing right now. But for the Troy Trojans, I mean, they have been just churning right along all season long. And, of course, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting one. Of course, as I said, I am not uh, I'm not going to predict anything here. But, uh, you know, I can give a couple of keys to the ball game. you know, give uh, kind of like my uh, Wilbur Wisdom, I guess, uh, imparted on these games. Maybe that's the new segment I'll make, Wilbur Wisdom. How about that? But, uh, yeah, Troy Y losing. It's going to be the Wiggle 100 game of the week this week. But uh, for the Trojans, uh, I think this is uh, one that, uh, you know, they've got to buckle down for because Y losing's uh, they're bringing some athletes on the field. 
Yeah, I, I think one way that Wyalusing could have a chance in this game is if they could be opportunistic and get a couple scores early. Now, I think what you could do to help yourself in that situation as well is you get a couple scores early, you're going to force Troy to throw the ball. I know they don't want to throw the ball a whole lot. They're mainly a running team, but I think that if there's a team out there that it can put Troy into a situation where they're playing from behind, I think we know Coach Jim Smith's going to stay the course and probably run the ball, but I think if you get this team to where they got to throw the ball, I think it could bode well for the losing Rams. Get some early touchdowns if you can. I will say this, uh, for the losing Rams, I think what you're going to see here is a big contrast in styles Friday night, and what's going to be interesting here is, and folks, don't sleep on this, is you could see a big scoreboard light up here because I think Wyalusing may have an edge with their passing game. I think Wyalusing's passing game, they have the athletes outside. I would not be surprised to see Troy do maybe some blanket coverage going on given the fact that, uh, you know, Wyalusing's got legitimately four guys they can spread out and throw the ball. Now, of course, uh, for the Trojans, you know, they're obviously, they are what they are. They're going to try and grind down the clock. They're going to try and keep things going. But you know what? Friday night, I'm not going to be shocked if we see, you know, some uh, some scoreboard tussling going on here between these two teams. I think the interesting thing's going to be who can stop what, uh, what team can stop what the other does well. I think is going to be the interesting one. But I think if you're Y losing, you can't afford to have stalled drives because Troy is very good at taking advantage of their possessions. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta dominate the line of scrimmage. You gotta win this battle in the trenches. You know, I think that a lot of it's going to be can why losing pass protect you know so much of it troy gets so much early penetration and can disrupt your passing game i think that protection is going to be the big thing for why losing and like i said get a couple scores early if you can all right so that of course brings us to the grand poobah joe and by grand poobah i mean the ntl the district four whatever other league notion matter whatever you want to throw into this or splash into this it is the game of the week. It is the Canton Warriors, 6-0 on the season if you've uh, just tuned into the podcast. 5-1 and one are the Sarah Redskins coming into this one. Warriors celebrating homecoming. They've got the undefeated record. They've got, uh, you know, Sarah coming on their home field. Unbelievable atmosphere is what I'm expecting Friday night. I... Wouldn't be surprised if we see people all around the field over at Milleray Moyer Stadium. I mean, what a, what a matchup. I, I'm excited to see Sarah. I've not seen Sarah play yet this year. I've heard so much about this offense, and I, I think this is going to be one of the truer tests for the Warriors this year. Well, I think what is cool about this matchup and what's going to be great for the fans is if you have not had the opportunity to see Sarah play or you've not had the opportunity to see Canton play, it's literally going to be kind of like a mirror image. Both teams love to run the spread. Both teams take advantage of the running game. And both teams, you know, have multiple guys that they trust to throw the ball to. And that's going to make uh, things very hairy, I think, for the defensive coordinators. I don't think it's so much the offenses that we're worried about. I think you should keep an eye on the defensive coordinators. There could be a lot of pulling out of hair coming up on Friday night because these two teams, I think, are going to light the scoreboard up. And I think that's where each defensive coordinator is going to have to maybe try to out-scheme one another. You know, I think that's where this game could be won. Who's going to have a trick up their sleeve where you aren't gonna, something that hasn't been seen on film for the other team. I, I think that could be that could be a key. But also 
both these teams have good defenses. So one of them could disrupt the other's offense, obviously, but I, I think that that could be a factor too. All right, well, here's another factor I'm going to throw at you as well. Friday night for the Warriors to win this ball game, they've got to get off this uh, island of slow starts that they've had the last couple of weeks. I mean, they have just somehow, and I don't know why, but it's been at Athens. Last week it carried into Muncie. They started fast. They got up to two scores, but then it just seemed like it kind of stalled. You can't afford that if you're the Warriors on Friday night taking on a Sare team. You know, they're not afraid to chuck it. I wouldn't be surprised if Horton throws it 40, 45 times Friday night. Yeah, so I think that that offense has got to be on point. they got to make sure they're getting a good rhythm early, make sure there's good communication with Uriah and his receivers and his line. I think it's going to be, like you said, critical. They start fast. They cannot start start slow. Hey, we talked about it last week. You know, this is the first game for the Warriors on their second half stretch here uh, with uh, the month of October and, uh, you know, some of these big matchups coming up. But, of course, you know, having Sarah right in front of you, this is the one you got to handle business with, and don't uh, sell the Redskins short, folks. That five and one is a definite uh, earned five and one. Now that one loss, as we said, is to Troy, but hey, you know, for Sarah, and as you heard Coach Gorman talk about earlier, they're not just a one-man pony show. It is not just Braden Horton. It's not just Isaiah Firestein. It's not just Corbin Brown. They've got guys all over the field that they feel like can do uh, some work. And uh, what's going to make this one really fun, I think, uh, for the fans out there, is that uh, you know you're going to have uh, just a lot of electricity going on. You know, you're going to see these fan bases really into this one. You know, and if you're the Warriors, I think that little added extra boost is the fact that it's homecoming. You don't want to lose homecoming on your home field. No, you never want to lose homecoming on your home field because you got all the people that are coming to town from all over and. And, yeah, I, I think that's an extra motivating factor for the Warriors. I know we talked about it earlier in our interview. Weather could be a factor. That football could be wet. Do these teams have to run the ball more? Does that maybe take Braden Horton out of the game, you know, with with Sayre throwing the ball all over? It'll be interesting to see how that plays into this game. The crazy thing is I think if the weather becomes a factor, I, I don't want to, like, hedge anything. But I think the Warriors, uh, given the fact that, you know, a lot of their game is, uh, you know, kind of ground game oriented, I I think the weather factor may favor Canton just a smidge more. I I think they're kind of uh, built a little more schematically uh, for the run. But, hey, you know what? When Mother Nature gets involved, everything's out the window. Yeah, she's uh, the great equalizer, as we like to say. And what's really great about this matchup, though, is no matter who wins and no matter who loses – Both of these teams are still in very good position for the district playoffs. I think one way or another, you're probably going to see these two teams possibly meet up down the road as well, depending on where they sit. I don't really know how much jockeying is going to be done uh, as far as those two falling out of the top two. I think if both teams continue their winning ways, I think the top two spots uh, could be NTL. But, hey, you know what? Still... You want to be the home team, and both teams have such an added flair uh, for this matchup to know, you know what, hey, we win, we are in the driver's seat to host district playoffs all the way through. I think one thing that kind of gives Sarah the edge is 
Canton now for the last two years has had that like stigma of, okay, got to stay undefeated. And I feel like teams that feel like they got to stay undefeated, it can mess in your head a little bit. I've seen it. I've seen it before with other teams. I think that when you've got that loss out of the way, well, yes, it can impact playoff seedings and everything. I think it just kind of is like a, a weight off your shoulders. You don't, you don't got to worry about that. So I feel like Sarah might have a little bit of a mental edge and they're coming in. They don't got to worry about still being undefeated. I just, I don't know how you feel about that, Shane, but I just feel like it's, it can sometimes be, don't got to worry about it. We've already lost that game and let's just go play football. Joe, are, are you putting the, you need to take a loss curse out there? I mean, I am is, not that, is that putting, where you're going with that? It's not where I'm going. I'm just saying <laughs> that the Sarah Redskins might have a little bit of a mental edge over the Warriors. Okay, so you're, okay, you're flipping this in a positive yes. manner. You think because Sarah's already taken their loss, that has mentally refocused them. Yes, absolutely. You okay. don't got to worry about going undefeated. Sometimes I feel like these teams might play to be undefeated because mm-hmm. that's such a, a – I mean, it's awesome. Right. But – just worry about what you're doing on the field that night. Sarah doesn't got to worry about that anymore. They got their one loss out of the way. Okay. They're coming to play. All right. Now, here's where I will play devil's advocate, and I will say that I think the last two weeks of adversity is something that can help mentally refocus the Canton Warriors. As we said, they've struggled with the Athens Wildcats a little bit. They struggled with Muncie last week before, you know, finally getting out and getting that win. So I think as long as you're facing adversity, as long as you're ahead on the scoreboard, you know, wins and losses or whatever, but you know, you want the W, but Hey, you know what? I'm not against what you said. You know, I am definitely of the point is, you know, if you're going to take a loss, sometimes that's a good thing to refocus. So there, we'll uh, we'll bail you out on that one. Oh, I, I appreciate it, Shane. <laughs> it was just a little little analysis. There you go. So again, folks, yes, it's Canton six and zero hosting the Sarah Redskins coming up on Friday night. The Redskins coming in five and one. That game will be at Miller A. Moyer Field in Canton, and that will be a seven p.m. kickoff coming up on Friday night. But uh, overall, a great Week Seven slate uh, in store for all the fans out there, and uh, should be a great one uh, no matter what game you're going to. Friday. That yeah, is. absolutely. All right. So uh, as we are winding down here, uh, the ninth episode of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Now, of course, you know what? I'm not going to lie. This week, you know, was uh, another crazy week for Joe and I. But you know what? We were still able to get together and put this one together. So folks out there, uh, we are definitely appreciative of all the great things, you know, that uh, you are doing to uh, keep the feedback coming and uh, keep Joe and I motivated to make sure that uh, we get these podcasts out and, uh, you know, just another week good. And, uh, man, I'm just uh, I'm ready for football week. I know it's like middle of the week. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for football too, and I, I like we said earlier, I'm getting excited for some soccer playoffs and cross countries winding down and golf. It's just it's a good time of the year, Shane. All right, folks. So again, uh, hey, you know what? We want to encourage you to get out there, get on all of our social media sites. Okay, you've got Instagram, NTL Now Podcast. You've got Facebook as well. Search NTL Now Podcast. Give us a like there. Give us a follow on Instagram. Go to Twitter at NTL Now. Give us a follow there, too, because, hey, you know what? We're posting all kinds of updates uh, on the social media pages. And, of course, uh, something else I want to put out there, too, uh, for any of you athletic programs out there, if you were doing any type of fundraiser, something like that, hey, make sure you give us a holler and uh, drop us your info to uh, any one of our social media sites so we can talk about it. No problem at all promoting any kind of, uh, you know, uh, fundraisers and stuff like that. Saw Canton and Troy Volleyball last weekend. Kudos to the Warriors on the win. 
nice uh, night for breast cancer awareness, though, as they had their annual pink out game. So, you know, things like that. If you've got some kind of special game being planned, make sure you get a hold of us and uh, definitely hit us up on Facebook as, uh, you know, we want to be that type of outreach, that type of voice for the Northern Tier League. Absolutely. Please let us know of any type of, like Shane said, fundraiser, any special event you have going on. And, uh, man, I just whacked my knee on the table. Is that That's a, probably not a good omen, is it? I, I don't know. I think you're getting so <laughs> jacked up for football this weekend, man. You don't need to hit the table. That's right. All right, so I'm going to stop uh, hitting my knee off the table here and uh, tell all the folks out there, hey, thanks so much for uh, doing the job and uh, tuning in and listening to us here on the Northern Tier League Now podcast. Tell all of your friends, okay? Get to their uh, Google Play or their iTunes uh, podcast app on their iPhones. Make sure they're subscribing. Make sure they're listening. And uh, make sure more feedback comes along. And, again, uh, a big thanks to uh, everybody out there for continuing to listen. So, Joe, as we wrap up yet another week, uh, any final thoughts uh, you want to display uh, for put out there for the listeners? Ah, uh, Nothing I can think of. I'm just happy my Steelers finally won. Oh, man, really? <laughs> You want to go with that? I know. I'm sorry. I But, hey, <laughs> get out to an NTL football game this weekend. Volleyball's winding down. We're going to see some great matchups in the next few weeks. Just get out and support our local athletes. That's right. So, again, uh, best of luck to all of the NTL golfers who are competing in the NTL, uh, or excuse me, rather the District 4 uh, golf uh, tournament going on over at Eaglesmere Country Club. And uh, check the ntlsports.com website for information on that, as well as the PIAAD4.net site as well uh, for some results coming from that. So, again, uh, you know, get ready, folks. Uh, another great week of Northern Tier League now football, uh, or Northern Tier League football, I should say. You know what? We've just got to wrap this up because I am just, I am so tongue-tied right now. It's crazy. Shane's <laughs> losing it here, guys. It's oh. a rare occurrence. But you know what? You just, sometimes you just can't make this stuff up. It just makes it entertaining out there for all the listeners. But uh, again, yes, uh, good luck to the golfers. Uh, continued success to volleyball, cross country, tennis, everything out there that's going right now. And uh, hey, you know what? We'll wrap things up and we'll get ready for another great week next week. So Joe, we've got 6-0 Canton, 5-1 Sare Friday night. Does Canton take the loss? Does Sare come away 6-1 uh, after Friday? I've got Canton winning 28-21. Nice pick. I like that one. You know what? I am uh, i don't know if I'm going to agree on the score. I'm going to take the Warriors 35-28. Mm, you got a little more offense then. A little more. A little more. I think it's going to be interesting, but uh, I'm going to give the slight edge to the Warriors because it's on their field. It's uh, its homecoming for Canton, so yes, we'll, uh, we'll go with Canton 35-28 coming up on Friday night. So, yes, we'll see how it is. But anyway, folks, it's time for us to get out of here. So have yourselves a wonderful week. Enjoy the football this weekend and all the other sports as well. Uh, he's Joe Carrion across the table. I'm Shane Wilbur. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of the Northern Tier League Now podcast. As always, it's a great production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.